When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. Hi, this is Judd Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis on PodcastOne.com. My work, that is all I am trying to do, is show people just trying to get through it, trying to make it work as well as they can, and that life is an obstacle. There's always something happening, and so I'm always rooting for people. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. New episodes now at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Download the show from Podcast podcast1.com The following program is a podcast1.com production. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast. Uh-huh. A place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. Women, I'm one of your co-hosts, Kristen Carney, a wonderful comedian. I'm hilarious. (laughs) You should check me out. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Of course, I'm here along with Marnie Kinris, the best-selling author and relationship expert. And then Mo, uh, he's not an expert at anything. Yeah. He's just an expert at being douchey, so we have him on to represent real dudes. Yeah. So welcome Mo to the show. Um, Remember, guys, to the show. <laughs> to uh, always, if you guys are shopping on Amazon, do it through our page on Podcast One. So you just go to podcastone.com and then uh, go to ask-women. We are right there. Click on the banner and do your shopping there. I just uh, did what you did and I bought some toilet paper, which we kind of talk about all the time. Ooh, but anyway, wonderful. it's fresh on my brain. So do like that. Literally fresh. <laughs> fresh. I, I hope it's not like like getting like old on my brain because then that's, <laughs> that's with disgusting. Toilet paper. Know, but also for, for Christmas or for holidays, for anything, for anything, any gifts you want to buy, we have some recommendations up. If you go to winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon, you can also support us that way. And we have tons of gifts of, or ideas available for you that yeah. you should be getting for people. Yeah. And then another on your to-do list is following us on Twitter. <laughs> Please do that. Um, it's just at Ask Women. So on today's show, we have Maxim's Caitlin O'Connor. She is a columnist and I guess model as well in Maxim's. You guys should check her out. She's very, very hot. But she'll be on in the second half of the show. Um, Answering some questions about herself and also helping out with analyze this. She is very hot. Mo Caitlin is like is literally hot. drooling right now because she's sitting in the other room. And she's an ex. She's Maxim. an ex. Ma- I'm, I'm going to screw it up, so I don't even want to say. But I think she was. Uh, she wrote a column for Maxim. Um, and are you sure she wasn't in Maxim? I'm sure she was in Maxim. I think she's in, in Maxim like, now. She's very holy. cute. Oh, she's here. Yeah. Oh. She can't hear us though. Okay, good. <laughs> she would be very uncomfortable walking yeah. in here afterwards mm-hmm. from the drooling Mo. Well, hopefully she would have empathy for us. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's what we want to chit-chat about today. Yes, because, okay, so I had a situation happen this week. So I came home on Friday night. It was freezing cold in Los Angeles, and nobody laugh at that or make fun because it actually does get cold in Los Angeles. Yeah. Poor insulation. Anyway, freezing cold. It was like 55. 
that's cold. No, no, no. It was 40s for the Actually, record. It, it was, was like 49. 40, yeah, it there was we go. 49. And that is cold. No, no I've been cold. I've been house. cold. And I have like, I'm sure I have cracks in my window or something. Yeah. I don't even know. Because it's not like you're living in Chicago and built for, for minus 30 degrees. So I go to turn on my heat. My heat doesn't turn on. I'm like, fuck, what's going on? So then I'm like, fine, not a big deal. I'll just have a big blanket on top of me to go to sleep. The next morning, I go to make my eggs. My stove doesn't turn on. I'm like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Then I do my laundry and I go to dry my clothes and my dryer doesn't work. You don't eat raw eggs? Who are you? I know. What seriously. kind of paleo are you? I know. I'm the worst paleo. So then I'm like, what is going on? And like for me, I, I, I don't know much about like the gas company. <laughs> like I don't oh. know that everything is gas. So I called up my landlord and she's like, well, did you pay your gas bill? I'm like, I pay my, my bills. Honestly, like days in advance for my entire I believe that, life. Because you're early to everything. I'm exactly. I'm so anal about this. I'm like, of course I paid my bills. And so she's like, well, call the gas company and see if for some reason they turned it off. So they had accidentally. There's like this this lever, this earthquake lever that was turned off, and they had to get somebody to come out and fix it. And by the time I figured this out, it was a Sunday. And it was just and for your house specifically. It was just for my house specifically. It's like the gardener had tripped over this lever oh, okay. or something, this earthquake lever that is supposed to be rattled by an earthquake and then your gas turns off so nothing explodes, which I think is smart. Lever or lever? What? Lever? Is, am I saying it wrong? Well, I don't know. Lever. I didn't know if it was like a different thing. Potato. I don't know. What does your middle think is the correct way to say? <laughs> My middle would say, leave her alone. <laughs> your <laughs> middle would say oh, that. Good God. Probably. <laughs> exactly. So whatever it is, a lever or lever, the thing had been switched by my gardener. Um, but so I w- it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon and they said, well, somebody's going to come. Our hours are until 8 p.m. But we, we have technicians in the field. They'll go to whenever they're done. So I'm like, okay, fine. I had plans to go see a movie that night. I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't do anything. So I sat at home. And I couldn't cook anything, so I didn't really have very much food there. And so I'm waiting, and it's 8 o'clock, and I call the company, and I say, well, you know, well, what is happening? It's 8 o'clock right now. Can you give me an update? And this woman on the phone is just so cold. And she goes, no, we can't give you an update. The technicians don't have phone numbers. And I was like, well, <laughs> I haven't eaten. I'm by myself. I'm like, how do these technicians not have phones? You can't be called like a tech and not carry a phone. Yeah, like, exactly. isn't that like kind of one and the same? I'm like, come on, you're the gas company. How do you not have like an advanced system to see where your technicians are? And I'm like, well, have they been dispatched? And they said, no, they haven't been. Di-. Like, just so cold on the phone. Yeah. So then she's the worst. Like, Fine. I hate her. Yeah. So then I'm like watching TV and then it's nine o'clock. I'm like, where the fuck are these people? And they still haven't got. So I called again. There's this other woman still so cold. And I honestly said to her, I'm like, I'm really sorry, but are you a robot on the other end? Can you please be a little bit more sympathetic? I'm telling you, haven't gone to eat anything. Can I leave to go get some food before Whole Foods closes? I want to know if I have half an That's hour. That's why she was being mean to you. She's like, oh, she shops at Whole Foods? Yeah. I'm not going to no, be nice to her. Before I said it. <laughs> but still, like, fine, I'm going to Ralph's across the street. <laughs> there you Whatever go. it is. And then she, she just, like, wouldn't be nice and help and give a little bit. So then I called like four more times up until 11 o'clock at night. Oh and my God. I had the same response every single time where pe- they just weren't, it's not like they weren't friendly. They just, they just literally were like robots and wouldn't do any more investigating. Right. So then I fell asleep on the couch and I'm like, fine, I'll be here when they come because they could come up until five o'clock in the morning. That's pretty much what they said. I'm like, oh my God. It's bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. They're making cable companies look amazing. I know. Because at least they're like 11 to 2 in the 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 window. And it's afternoon time. Who has to wait around for all this stuff? So then I'm like, I have work tomorrow. Like, just lying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, just trying to get her to be sympathetic, pull on some sort of heartstring to have her empathize with me or sympathize. 
sympathize with me. And then I, I woke up at 12.30 and I called again and this man gets on the phone and he was so pleasant and he goes, oh, hold on a second. Let me just check where the technician is. And I'm like, oh, so you do have the ability to see what's yeah. happening. And I'm not surprised he was a man and but being so nice to you. Nice. So nice. And he's like, yeah. you know what? There was a gas leak in the area. It ended up being a false alarm. But there were technicians over there. There should be somebody at your house. I can't give you an accurate time. I'm so sorry about that. And I was like, this guy is really, really nice. Like, why why can't you just do that? And I'm finding that this type of behavior that the women were displaying, I'm not saying this is a male-female thing because I have tons of men who are I assholes am. too. I am. Like, yes, extent, it is a man. Yeah. Sorry, it's a long story. But the whole point is like I've had also people write into me um, on my newsletter list who say, fuck you, you stupid whore. Get me off your list. Stop emailing me. And like now I'm just – I write back and I, and I said I will remove you from the list. But please remember there's a person on the other end of this. And the thing is is that if you're putting that out there to the world, even if it's like the safe world where it's online and even with these women where that's what they're putting out there, that's their first response of defense thinking yeah. that the world's against them, like that's what you're projecting to other people. So whether you're in a relationship, I feel bad for your significant other if that's what you're first projecting. But if you're not in a relationship, you're going to have a hard time if that wall is up constantly if you think people are just out to get you and kind of fuck you over. Yeah. So for this week's chapter in The Man's Playbook, I I want to talk about empathy, sympathy, and appreciation. I can totally see Mo dancing to a longer version of that song, like in his know. bedroom, in his underwear, I don't know staring at himself this. in the mirror, and his like, girlfriend saying, "Like baby. I want to break up with you." Yeah. I don't know about this opening. It makes me want to put on a gold chain, take off my shirt, and just start dancing. Like a- you have like a built-in gold chain. I feel like <laughs> Come just on, around bro. that neck. <laughs> Welcome to my car wash, yes. bro. Yes. It does sort of feel like that a little it bit. It does. I know. We need a happy medium. There's something I need to that's get, there. I need Pacino. I'm telling you, we got to go to the Grease well, intro. Unfortunately, Marnie and I had very similar experiences, and I won't tell the story because it can be. It, this one will be long as well. Oh, are you saying? But that it I is directed. Long? Well, you were super boring and long. You took up all my space, and I'm pissed. So I'm not going <laughs> to show you any empathy. Sorry. Um, no, the I was in traffic in San Diego for several days last week, and everyone there was like. They would punish you if you did anything wrong, like in terms of driving. I'm a very good driver. I really give myself credit. Um, but you I are. Was, I've driven with you. Yeah. But I was having a hard time finding where I was going, and zero people would show me any sort of courtesy saying, like, here, desperate human being, like, go ahead. I can tell you're, like, struggling to find your way. And so... so um, cutting you off? Well, people were, like, for some reason, you know, I don't know, just... I'd. I wasn't really doing anything wrong, and I sound like I'm making it up, but people, I got flipped off like two or three times in a row, what? and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even people. do anything. Like, I literally, I'll admit if I did something, like, I'm the type of girl who will admit if the, I'm the one who farted, and that's why it smells. <laughs> it's the same thing. I would admit if I was doing something wrong, but I was like very innocently just minding my own business, listening to Christmas music. And actually, if you guys want to watch a sketch about this experience I just had, go to youtube.com slash see you next Tuesday comedy um, because I like recreated my experience uh, up there on a sketch but anyway this this guy um, I had we were all at a red light and the this guy um, 
I realized I was in a turning lane that was like going onto a freeway. And I was like, I do not, I cannot get on this freeway going the wrong way. I was desperate. I had been in the car for like eight hours driving around San Diego. Mm-hmm. So I put on my blinker trying to move over right. And so when the light turned green for all of us, I tried to scoot in. The guy got on my ass who was behind me. Of course, he was in a giant black SUV. No offense, Marnie. <laughs> it was like a really nice car. So the guy feels super entitled and he's obviously a dick. He got on my ass because I drive a shittier car than he does and just flashed his lights and tailgated me. <gasps> and so I had like had it up to here with dealing with this for the past couple of days so i hit my brakes so that to have him back off because he was tailgating me with his high beams and so they backed off but then he came back up on me again put on his high beams and i slammed on my brakes again wow and oh couldn't you have just gotten out of the lane you were in (laughs) it was like a single lane at that point where this was like happening you could have pulled over let him by no, I couldn't have. Like, that's, don't even, no, 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 don't even get <laughs> We're on. We're getting in bitch mode, <laughs> no. all right? And you want no, to get on us? You're going to get hit, buddy. Let me tell you something. No, the guy had no empathy from the beginning. He could, I could have been, it was dark out, it was late. I could have been a little old lady driving a Mazda 3, and he was bullying this person and scaring them to death. Yeah. So, it does, I don't, I would not pull over at this point because I literally had nowhere to pull over. I'm not going to start playing this game of, like, you won kind of thing. So, anyway, once we, we drove, drove probably about a mile or two he got up behind me um again once we got to the red light really close then pulled around rolled down his window and started screaming at me <gasps> and i basically was wow. trying what i was trying to say but in the circumstance you cannot explain your situation <laughs> no. he's not gonna be listening what i was trying oh, to is say that is what you were saying right. i'm so sorry well, what i wanted to happen was a communication <laughs> I wanted to say, I've been in the car for eight hours. I'm not from here. I'm desperately trying to find my way. It's dark. and But you can't do that, so all you can get out is like a fuck you. I'm like, yeah, well, right. fuck you, because I can't summarize what I'm actually trying to say and have a legitimate conversation. So, so Kristen so, almost got killed in No, no, no. So this is what happened. I will tell you, because I, I, I don't want to totally make this public, but I am like semi-psycho, I guess. <laughs> the guy, um, The guy w- kept screaming at me, so I said... I said, get out of the car. Let's have a conversation. So I pulled over. Oh, my God. He wouldn't get out. So I walked up to his window, and I knocked on his no, window. And I was like, roll down your window. He wouldn't roll down. He's like, you're a psycho. I'm like, well, I'd rather be psycho than be a rude asshole. <gasps> and so I said, Cut, like, learn. Like, I, I'm i not from here. Cut me some slack is what I was trying to say. Yeah. And then I... Then I hit his window with my fist. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I did. There is no empathy on your end. Holy shit. You didn't have empathy for him either. No, at this point I didn't because... Because he kept perpetuating this. He was tailgating me. He was saying things to me. And and it's like, there's no need for this. We don't have to. Okay, well, the message from all anyway, these stories Anyway, we can probably is, edit this down. Is that women, yeah. is that women like are story. crazy. Because Kristen's crazy. Women are nuts. It's no, not and just, that's what bothers me. Women aren't nuts. What I'm looking for, oh, no, what on. I'm looking for is some justice, like in this world. Because no, everyone is a goddamn fucking it. asshole and they get away no, with it no. all the time. And Hold I on one second. You, okay, stop, 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 stop. We're getting off track here. So the whole point was to be more cheerful around the yes, holiday, holiday yes, time. it's supposed to be the holidays. <laughs> That's what we're and trying it's to get like to. like consistent. We're all bullying each other constantly. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think that you're going to bring that to your dating life. You're going to bring it to your marriage. You're going to bring it to your relationships. So the main message, honestly, from I this. Wanna, can I step yes. in for the dudes for a second here? There is no dude yes, female there is, conversation. Because here's the problem, and I noticed this with all You being dude, women. asshole driver. No, no, it's, it's a dude, female. Us dudes. 
We don't take shit personally. Okay, we slough it off. Oh, this guy's behind me. You know what? I'm just going to pull over and let him go because I don't want to deal with this shit. Oh, this chick's not giving me the answer. That's okay. I'll figure it out on my own. You chicks take everything so freaking personally. But that's a good thing to know. It's a personal stab at yourself. But that's a good thing to know about women. And then you brew on it. And then you plot. And then you absolutely. go out and you murder people. Absolutely. And you're cold-blooded and cold-hearted No, but you are absolutely scary. correct. There are okay, way more I, man I had this the client way. the other day, and this is like a better segue from what we were talking about before. <laughs> um, but, the, okay, he was talking about his long-distance relationship that had just ended. And he, you know, was really upset by it. But he, I had said, well, what happened? What did she say? And he, he had said... She said I wasn't appreciating her. I wasn't putting her as a top priority. And he said, I kept thinking I was putting her as a top priority. I called her. I texted her. I made the effort. And then he starts telling me all these little things like, well, you know, it was easier for her to come travel up to me from Houston because she didn't work full time. And so I would never go down to her. But it made more sense. It makes logical sense. But in the mind of a woman, it, that doesn't make logical sense because effort and give and caregiving is, is an easy thing to do sacrificing maybe two hours of sleep or two hours of your job that shows that you're going above and beyond and that's the effort that we actually require i wish it was different but it's it is what it is like I had this one situation when I was in high school. It's like the dumbest situation. And Mo, you're going to be like, oh, my God, you're such an idiot. <laughs> but, when I w- but when I was younger, I had this boyfriend and I was going to um, go backpacking in Australia for three months. We were kind of breaking up during that time. He was at school in Michigan. I was in Toronto. Four-hour drive, right? Not very far. Um, and I was leaving on a Sunday and he could have – booked to come home on the Friday to come see me. Uh, but he, and I kept asking for it on the phone. And every time that he would say no and give me the reason why it didn't make sense, it's like literally like my heart broke every single time. Cause I'm like, I would do that for you. Plus I would take nine hour bus rides to go see him up in Michigan to spend two days with him. So I'm like, why the fuck can't you do? And it just starts to slowly hurt your feelings. Yeah. You're like, I'm giving you so much. So then, you know, Sunday finally comes, I'm having my going away, going away party and he walks in the door. I'm like, oh my God, he had this plan the whole time. I'm such an idiot. And then I'm like, oh, why didn't he come on Friday? Honestly, that's the first thing I thought. And then he told me, and this honestly broke my heart to hear. He said, you know what? I was sitting on the toilet in my, <laughs> in my, um, in my whatever, in my room. And I was like, you know what? In my room, the toilet. No, wherever. Room. What is it called? In your residence. And he's like, well, Marnie's leaving. Why wouldn't I go home? So I book a ticket. It costs $2,000. And I'm home to see you for like the three hours before you go. And I, and it's wonderful. And I loved him. So I was like happy that he was there. But right away that had me pull back from him. I was going to Australia the next day. Yeah. Where there's tons of guys out there. And you're going to give so, away your virginity. And that's what I did. To an Aussie. I already gave it away to this person, which that's even more of the issue why it hurt me yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, but then, the fact it's so dumb because that's romantic okay yeah. in, in in his mind that's so romantic that he did that but in my mind that's i'm not important enough yeah. and i know it sounds dumb and stupid because it's not logical and yes he did have school and obligations but for from a woman's point of view i think that's where we start to lose faith because we we are really willing to give everything but to give him a little credit i only think of things that are very important to me while i'm on the toilet as well <laughs> exactly you well, know, he obviously you know, was constipated for the for two weeks or something. You know what I think would be a great way so of showing here. I love it. empathy and sympathy. Look, at the end of the day, it's, and appreciation, That's and appreciation, the main thing. right? At the end of the day, it starts with you. 
Yeah. It starts with you, first and foremost, right? No one's going to be able to give you that. You got to show that in order to receive that. So in your case, right, you could have been a little Zen master and been like, asshole behind me, you may go. Off on your travels. I'll see you later. I wish you the best. And that, and that one after, second well, after of, that experience, that one second of choice <laughs> saved you a world of torment. You I know? know. Well, actually, after that experience, I have turned into Zen master. Because I was like, okay, that wasn't necessary. And so I've had, obviously, like, you're in L.A. There's been a lot of run-ins in cars. And I've had every one of them just like, oh, hey, let's go. You know, hey, cool. Yeah, that's how you have to be. I think think the main point that I I wanted to get across here was appreciation. So over the holidays, like, I think it's really important to appreciate everybody around you, whether it's your girlfriend, your wife. But it's not even just appreciate them. It's like letting them know that you appreciate them for who they are. Yeah. Because for me... When I stop feeling valued, listen, I've taken a long time to realize I'm awesome. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not shy to say it. I don't think it's arrogant to say it. I am an awesome person. I have wonderful friends. I do great things. You got huge I'm, boobs. I have huge boobs. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. And that was really hard for me to say a long time ago because I didn't believe it. And I value a lot of things in my life and about myself that I've worked really hard on. And if the people around me, including you know my husband or even my parents, if they don't value those things in me, or at least let me know every once in a while, it, 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 as strong as I can be, it does become sort of belittling after a while when those things aren't called to your attention. I work really hard to appreciate my husband. I, mean, I probably don't do this for other, you know, my family. I'm really bad at it. Um, but I, I work really hard to appreciate people for the things that they're good at and the things that I know mean a lot to them because it it means so much to them and it helps you have that connection. So again, for the holiday time, for your family members, for people even on the street, drivers, just appreciate them for being human so that you can breathe and not freak out in the car. Breathe and not freak out when the gas person is being a bit of a robot. Um but overall, just allow everybody to sort of feel good about themselves, which helps you feel good about yourself. Well, also for someone like me who's, you know, semi-self-involved, mm-hmm. pretty involved. Semi. <laughs> the, the holidays, I don't want to sound like Oprah-y, but like the holidays are a really good time to do that. And I, I show that and it's, it sounds a little shallow, but I show it through like the gifts that I give. I put a hmm. lot of effort into what I give people. And again, it's like it's a physical item, but you know, I'm always touching upon something that means, something means a lot to them. Not just something that I saw at the store that I'm like, oh, this is cute. I really, truly go through and I think, what experiences have we had together? Where have we been together? And what meant the most to them? And I truly find those gifts, except my brother has no experiences, so I'm giving him like $100. But other than that, I think that's a really good technique to use if you don't know how to show appreciation yeah. all the time. Listen, because I, it's hard to I, communicate. I, I, I'm going to argue true. with you on that. Cause I was listening on the radio this morning, and they had done a survey, and it showed that people who spend time do picking a gift that means something right well then they asked the people they gave the gift to and the people who they gave the gift to didn't even care well let, they, let me they, they, they would have liked another gift better than that gift that they were given that actually meant something Ew. so so no but this, okay this so, is and, a love and, language and, and, a, yeah. and i feel like in this country especially right we give gifts to people or we expect gifts like a, a gift is a gift when you don't know who it's from. That's what a gift is. It's something given to you out of the pureness of someone's heart. I love how Mo is pretending he's deep right now. No, I'm just, no. I'm, I'm just no, getting happy for a minute. No, it's really smart. I was telling Kristen before because we were talking about this. Okay, for for your the five love languages, which is a book that everybody should read because it, it identifies what your love language is, the way that you receive it, and the way that you give it to other people. And Kristen and I have a very similar love language. 
Mm. We speak the same language of love. Um, We are... What did I say say it was? Not not quality time. Oh my God, what the hell is it? Our love language is Arabic. (laughs) What is it? Shit, acts of kindness. Acts of kindness. Acts of kindness is our love language, which means that's the way we give love and that's the way we receive love. So if people aren't doing acts of kindness for us, we don't feel love. It's a weird thing. So let's say mine's act of kindness and Moe's is words of appreciation and you tell me all the time, I'm wonderful, I'm I'm not going to hear it unless you do an act of kindness for me. Um, so, but so that, that's it's kind of what it's important to know about, about the person you're involved with. Absolutely, I feel like this is a little bit all over the place, but I think, like, at a whole, what we're what we're discussing is 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 about like really being a good person during the holidays and into the new year to take a breath and not really project. If you're having a bad day, like don't project your shit onto other people. Like give people the benefit of the doubt, appreciate the people around you, like rise up higher than that douchebag who was tailgating Kristen. Thank you. You know, can I just, I think it was Mo. This this actually goes for like year round. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, not just for the holidays. I'm saying started at the holidays. This is an easy time. What do you think is the perfect world art? Yes. As a matter of fact, by the way, I really appreciate Mo's perspective. See? There Thanks, you go. Uh, it's not ours? Yeah, no. well, let's go hand-to-hand on the glass art. No. We'll yeah. like, no, we're not having any of this. Okay, well, I think that that wraps up this week's episode of The Man's Playbook. We'll be right back with Caitlin O'Connor, and uh, we'll get to your analyze this questions. She'll show you her beautiful face when she comes She's- in shortly after the break, and we're going to have a segment of Analyze This, but go get some gifts for the holidays. Winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone, 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing and student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. You know, we love hearing from you, so keep on sending those tweets and comments, because we read every one of them. Your opinion is important. That's why we don't want you to miss the chance to take our listener survey at podcastone.com. You see, your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's not a lot of effort, because it'll only take you about three minutes, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us get better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And don't forget, keep those tweets and comments coming. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Whatever. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. Um, 
Oh my God, I just spit. Don't tell anyone I just did that. We are here with the beautiful <laughs> Caitlin O'Connor of Maxim Magazine. Oh, thank you. Hello. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me. It's so yeah. good to have like a another. I mean, we're attractive, but it's nice to have you know another attractive female because well, we've actually lately had all men on our show. So. Let's, let's be honest. I was, I was thinking, refreshing. like, have we had other women? Because then you're calling them ugly. No, no. I just mean we've had a lot of yeah, we've dudes. had a lot of dudes on the show. It's nice to have like a pretty woman. Here. Look, I'm I'm gonna call it as it is. Like you girls are beautiful. No joke. Oh no, right? I don't like where this is going. Smell and I are already like, on bad terms. Like she, if she was on this show permanently. Mm, there'd be trouble in my personal yeah, life. Yeah, you would not be. I I would not be a faithful man to my woman. I would do everything I could to get with this girl. She is so hot. Oh, God, really? Oh, playing up that deal? I'm just saying it. I'm just going to throw it out there. Our guy guests need my to check this chick out. My self-esteem has gone through the roof. Yes. Our guy guests need so to check this myself. girl out. I feel so appreciated. Thank you very much. I love you, girls. Thanks. You ladies are <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you, Caitlin. Anyway, <laughs> so tell us about yourself. I want to hear about Maxim. I want to hear about who you are. Tell us. I am having a lot of fun working for Maxim as their helpful hottie advice girl. And uh, in this month's issue of Maxim, the December issue, I'm featured in the dive bar article. So I got to write about my favorite dive bar in Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. Which is what? I'm sure they have tons to choose from in Pennsylvania. (laughs) They sure do. I grew up south of Pittsburgh in Uniontown, a really small town. And there's a lady who works behind the bar named Betty. She's been there for 35 years. Really? She knows everybody in town. It's a Steelers town, right? Yes, we love the Steelers. It just looks like this blue-collar, hard-working Steeler fans. That's where the ladies are men and the men are men. But the, <laughs> I don't know. I just made it up. Well, actually, one of the people that were on the show before, who's a close friend of mine, Jay Larson, he's doing this new show for Esquire, and it's not about dive bars, but it's about all these bars and this one bar, for, like around the country. This one bar that he went to, I totally forget where it was. I feel like it was Pennsylvania for some reason, but it was run Probably. by this old woman, and there was bar, bras on the ceiling. Is that it? <laughs> they it's must basically like they get girls to take off their bras, and like her bra was up there. The old woman, she's been there for like fifty years. Mine That's be That's like, awesome. why were you letting kids under 21 in this bar? Why is that child bra up there? So, Little baby bra. What did you find about the men in this bar specifically? What did I find about the men? Yeah. They're all, you know, very hardworking. They have some beer guts. I see I see a lot of beer guts in Uniontown, mm-hmm. which yeah. can be attractive yeah, if you're the right kind of... I don't know. Russell Crowe looks great. Yeah. 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 A little bit of a beer gut. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. It can add a little, like, rough manly sexiness. Yeah. yeah I I'm into lumberjacks. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. you? <laughs> kind of, the scruffy. Well, so tell us about, like, the men in your life. Do you have a boyfriend? I do. I have a boyfriend of five years. Oh, really? Is that a yes. girl? Dun, dun, dun. How, dun, dun, dun. how did you meet him? I met him. He was bodyguarding a uh, celebrity, Penelope Cruz. And I was at a bar, and I was a little tipsy, and I thought, for sure, he was Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> really? And I walked up to him, and I slurred my way, like, you Leonardo. And he said, no. <laughs> and he briskly I would have ran with it if I were him. I'd be like, yeah, what movie is your favorite? All of them. I don't know. Well, needless to say. he brushed you aside. He was working, and when he he left the nightclub with her, he passed me his number. Very oh, really? slyly. He didn't want to get in trouble, so... Okay, oh, cool. So there actually awesome. was something between the two of you, other than the slurring and the misunderstanding <laughs> about who he was. But yep. but did you date a lot before you met him? I I did. I did. I, I met him when I was 19. Oh, and, wow. Yep. Yeah, I dated a few guys before him. He's definitely the one that okay. I want to stay with. And what's the there difference between him and other men? Because as Mo was saying, you're very pretty. So I'm guessing oh, you got you. hit on a lot. 
guys don't hit on me. They think I think they think that I'm stuck up. Do you really? Well, I think there's that? an intimidation factor. I actually do get that a lot, where people think well, I, I'm a bitch, up. and you are. I'm a super stuck-up bitch. Totally. No, I'm like actually like the nicest person you'll ever meet, by the way. But I also punch windows of cars <laughs> yes, that I don't like. Yeah, and I think oh, I just I'm heard the a laugh. Person. Have you heard the story before? You may not think so. You and I are going to be friends. <laughs> I love yeah. you, but um, yeah, I, I I've experienced that, and it actually has kind of affected my self-esteem because I thought, why aren't people talking to me? Like I do my best to put my best foot forward. That's why I had to go up to the man I have now I, right. I approached him because i knew that he wasn't going to approach me because i must look like a crazy bitch and the guys that do approach you do you find they're kind of the douchier ones they're the douche. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well terrible. i say that all the time because i was doing some work with uh, i'm going to name drop here jennifer <laughs> love hewitt <laughs> and um a while ago and she kind of said the same thing she's like nobody ever approaches me she's like the only ones who do are the arrogant assholes and they mm-hmm. who just see past her yeah like, right. i never get approached by good guys and, and look i i could attest to that i used to do this all the time God, we're intimidated by beautiful women for some reason guys we feel like beautiful women are above us they're on this pedestal and that they're not normal human beings that are just looking for conversation with a normal person so my my advice to the guys out there that are afraid to do that is talk to as many beautiful girls as possible because the more you do it the more comfortable you'll be with it and look at them and think of three things that are automatically wrong with them that way, when <laughs> you go up to them, then you're not as intimidated. It's not like, oh my god, this is the most beautiful girl in my dreams. Like, oh, this is a normal person. Yeah, her toes yes. are so freaky. God, yeah, she's she got has a wonky eye. Yeah. Oh, Why she's she got a lazy like eye. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And those. Well, actually, what, what what would you advise if somebody wrote into Maxim and said, you know, I always see these beautiful girls around me, but I want to approach them, I can't. Mm-hmm. How do I do it? So how how would you have liked to have been approached, or what would you have responded to? Not how would you have liked to be approached. Yeah. I I like guys who crack jokes. If you have enough confidence to try a joke, then you can probably have a conversation with me. Right. So, so what just, if some guys come, at, come came up to you and said, two guys walk into a bar, <laughs> and then is that so, I, mean, I would if, listen. If that's <laughs> done in the right way, even that oh, could totally. be charming. Oh, I would you know, love that. If yeah. it's done in like a way. I like when I did that? Yeah. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> just peeing like a dog. Yeah. The if guys it, who go up to you and say, I don't normally do this, but I just wanted to come over and say hi. It's kind of cute. It's kind of endearing. you got to take it from there and and if a girl can can also carry a conversation then yeah. I actually had a guy approach me last night I had a stand up show at the House of Blues when I was leaving some guy approached me and I, I thought he was actually approaching me and he was like excuse me I don't normally do this and it was kind of that like scene in a movie where it's just the record goes Rrr. he's like excuse me I don't normally do this and I was like mm-hmm. and he goes I lost my wallet and I need some money <laughs> and I was like oh really Really? Well, at least he thinks I like have a job. At least I'm doing something. Yeah, right. I look like I have cash. That's yeah. a good thing. You're going up. Yeah. But I <laughs> totally thought I was going to get hit on. That's hilarious. That's great. So what, what would be, okay, so the intro is great, but what is the next part of like how to carry on a conversation? Because a lot of guys enticed. can now do that opener, but then they're like, ah, where do I go yeah. from here? Just talk about her clothes. I like your outfit. Where'd you really? get it? Something, anything. So if, I talk. To, if a guy talked about your clothes, would you think he was gay? Maybe you'd be like, I'm, yeah. su- I'm super in need of a like, gay Stop bestie. talking about my turtleneck. What's the deal? <laughs> like, no, but seriously, like, what? If you what is you for you to want to see a guy again? What What is required from that interaction? Like, what actually makes you think? Oh, I I want him to ask for my phone number. I want him to ask me on a date. You either feel it or you don't. If you see somebody at a bar and you see him from afar then you either feel it or you don't. If he comes over to you and he kind of makes an ass out of himself, maybe give him a second chance. It depends on whether you're attracted to him or not. So basically a guy, if you're attracted to them, 
I mean, you could say anything. Yeah. The guy can really? say anything. But can a guy ruin it? If it, okay, so let's, let's say you're attracted I mean, to a guy. Yeah, too rude. Is it rude. rudeness? Well, what, a guy, what about guys who get too sexual right away? Like, there's some guys who don't really know how to escalate. Well, he's not sexually. getting laid then. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Does that offend you? Sometimes it it depends on the situation. And it really I, does. I feel like it depends on how playful the guy is. Like there are some guys who get sexual and it comes off creepy. Like you. And then no, like I get kind of. First of all, I don't go straight to sex with girls. I'll, I just touch them and 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 joke. I but just I'll grab touch their nipples and, and then no, like no. But I'll touch them in ways to let them know. Yeah. I let my physicality speak sexually. That's that's but, better communication than your words. Exactly. But there are some guy or there are some women, and it kind of intimidates me that come off sexually right off the bat, and I go, oh my god. What's mm-hmm. going on here? What well, do guys, I do? Guys like it though, right? They're like, "Oh my god, this girl's a freak." I'm in. I'm in Some, love. Sometimes we do, and sometimes it's kind of it kind of freaks us out a little bit. Yeah. Guys are under so much pressure. They have to approach us. Yep. They have to have the money to take us out to dinner. Yep. They have to drive us around. They have to to baby us when we're drunk. I, guys have so much. To yeah, do. they have a hard job. They do. They do. I mean, at least you'll know like when how a guy babies you when you're drunk, like how he'll be as a father. Oh, he's like, oh, he was gentle and sweet with me while I like vomited all over his face. (laughs) I peed all over you. It's fine, honey. (laughs) That is actually very true. It's so funny with my with my girlfriend when I when she gets sick, right? I'm there taking care of her, you know, giving her water, making sure she's okay. I get her Gatorade, all that stuff. When I'm sick, she's like, toughen up. She's like, I'm, oh, you're going to puke, you know toughen I'm, up, I'm be a man. Same. I'm the same way with my boyfriend. <laughs> really? Yeah, because, he, I mean, he shows sympathy when I'm sick, but he overdoes it because, I mean, I have a headache probably five days out of seven legitimately, <laughs> and he'll get a headache once every six months, and he is out cold and i'm like you stand up and you deal with it <laughs> you made me move when we had a headache you're gonna you know like you're i'm kind of the same way yeah because you're I, a man suck it i've up. been through it like a million times and i mean he's he's sweet to me but it's not like he's like on his knees like you know like sweatless <laughs> wiping up my sweat from i don't know <laughs> you know i just i do the same thing but it's because i i don't know why it's because but anyway, let's have, move on we don't have the same pain threshold that they, women don't. Do. No, they don't. don't i mean we bitch out when we get yeah. sick oh because God. we my can't husband's a baby hand, yeah, yeah i am too what's happening to me like he oh, snivelly little jerk he got a, you have a sniffle come on get he, out of bed he got a headache for like two or three times in a row in a week he went to the emergency room no i'm like that's what i live with daily oh but anyway God, that's, that's great funny. yeah that's well really in terms of appreciation we were talking about appreciation before for both sides of the couple who are listening, uh, try and be more supportive of your significant other when they don't feel well. Because you know that when you don't feel well, you don't feel well. And if it doesn't happen to you very often, like five days a week is quite often. And they don't remember. Feel it. Exactly. And not, honestly, not appreciating during those moments, it's like a small strike against you in some way. So try to be a little bit more empathetic and sympathetic. Do Just you work and in your these boyfriend, words in. Yep. Do work you and your in. boyfriend have a pretty... Um, empathetic relationship or on his side he he really babies me and i do not baby him back because he's a bodyguard he's supposed to protect me that's his job yeah so when he's laid up in bed with a sprained ankle i'm like let's go walk to the <laughs> coffee shop you can on, hobble. A, on a daily basis though do you guys feel like you appreciate each other do you show oh, it in certain ways yeah we we definitely try after five years it's very relationships are very difficult so you really have to try day in and day out to make the other person happy or resentment builds up and then you lose the one you love can you give me an example of trying like what does trying mean for you oh what it means for me um like what does it mean to try it's it's tough to make somebody happy so if he'll bring up something he's resentful for let's say 
four years ago, you told me that you liked Chris Hemsworth, and I just hate that guy. And he does talk like that. <laughs> and uh, I just tell him, but I love you much more. You're much cuter. You yeah. can't say, yeah, I love him. What right. About you have it? to feed into feed his ego a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Okay. So that, or that, somebody else will. That's your way of trying. It's like to help yeah. him by preaching. Because you know special. he needs that. It's like important to recognize what someone needs. Mm-hmm. It's not what you need. It's what they need. And then fulfilling that. Yeah. So I, the opposite of that, like if you weren't trying, you would have said, oh my God, I that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like that's yes. four years ago. Oh yeah. And I would have, you know. If I, I wanted to really make him mad, I would have put him on my phone as my background and said, here, here he is. Yes, well, exactly. I mean, the guys are super simple. Okay, we just need a blowjob and a sandwich, and we're happy. <laughs> that's just Mo. He has, like, Women, two brain cells. Mo. I'm just saying. My husband doesn't eat grains. I'm telling you, just if you feed us and you give us sex, we will be the happiest guys ever. We will shut up. We will not complain about anything. From my own experience. so good. That yeah, that's so very true. true. But we actually require a lot more. Oh, my God. So you women are so it, complex. We don't want to oh. give the sandwiches and the blowjobs. It, it, trust me, I have all this knowledge in my head. I know how everything should work. I know how to be the perfect wife. But yet, I'm, I still have emotions. And they, they still are the real thing that's inside me as much as I can talk myself off of that ledge. Which makes me, you know, I would say hopefully a, a better partner for my husband. But I still am a woman and I still feel those things. And that does come across. And it, it does create difficult times in my relationship every once in a while where we do have ups and we do have downs and then we communicate about things. And then it becomes better. Because typically when you do communicate, you know, that's when work restarts. And when you when you start forgetting to work sometimes, which does happen, we're all human. Um, that's when these tensions build up and you stop giving blowjobs and sandwiches. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of tension, does your boy boyfriend um, ever get jealous or doesn't want you kind of in a position to be involved with something like Maxim stuff like that. Oh, he loves the Maxim stuff. Yeah. He loves to brag about that. Yeah. But he does get jealous. I see him get on Facebook. If somebody likes too many pictures, he's like, who is that guy? He lives in Wisconsin. I think, are you flying to Wisconsin next week or really New York city? Right. Are you going to Wisconsin? So it, it gets, it gets hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then how do you communicate during that? So when he does say those things. I and yell and scream at him and I tell him I'm tired of him being jealous. Yeah. I have to admit, yeah. it gets really yeah. tough. There's a, you know, it's like when there I, guys are allowed to be insecure, but when the insecurity gets in the way of a relationship, I know like with my boyfriend, similar things happen. He's like ultra in, in, insecure a lot of the time. And um, a lot of guys are. And I've just learned to let it roll off my back, but I'm it does not. build every time it I let it roll off my back, it falls into a pile right behind my back and it's starting to build. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so then I do start getting angry and then, you know, and then you'll have an issue where you like lash out maybe like you do at a car that right. like yeah. tailgates exactly. you. You know, you take it out in certain ways because I was getting what her boyfriend should have gotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that fault. makes sense. Okay. But, so you're saying you do. So that, that does frustrate you after. It's so frustrating. I'm sure I'm equally frustrating when girls try to talk to him. Yeah. Why but, do you get mad at him as well for doing it? Um, he gets mad at me for asking who they are. It's it's a fine line, right? Because yeah. you want him to be jealous a bit because if he's not, then you feel he doesn't care about me. Because I've yeah. been in relationships where I wasn't jealous at all. It's like, you know what, sweetheart, you do your thing. I trust you're going to come home at the end of the night. That drives women crazy because then, like, he doesn't care about me. He's not willing to stick up for me. He And then you women try and make us jealous by by flirting with dudes, just then we come in and be like, no, you're mine. So it's like it's a very fine yeah, line. There is a fine balance where you got to be you got to be somewhat possessive in the sense to let the woman know that 
I am your man and you are mine and I will fight for you till I die. Mm-hmm. But then you can't be like, you're mine, mine, mine. So it, it is a fine balance. Yeah, but if yeah. you're going five years into it, and I understand that you, you do a lot of things, like you put yourself out there a certain way, which is your job to do. If it's five years into it, I think at that point, because this, this is, I will be honest, this is what my husband did. You know, I work with tons of men, and obviously they're all over me, right? Yeah. Um, none of them were. It was crazy. Um, just kidding. But then he has to go get some assistance on his own. Like my husband went to not to therapy, not to just talk about that, about other things too, but to calm his anger a little bit and figure out what's going on for him. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's if you are being completely honest, completely faithful, upfront with him, it's not your responsibility to, to keep soothing him. He has to figure out how to soothe himself. And same thing yeah. for you. You have to figure out how to soothe yourself. Yeah. It's, it's not realize. on your partner to do. Mm-hmm. The, the guys, just go out and get a Thai massage with a little happy ending. You'll be fine. Jesus. Becoming douchier and douchier. Do you think mm-hmm. in 2014 you're going to start fresh? Like rewind? Yeah. You'll be like super nice guy again? I actually just might become a full douchebag. Oh, God. God. <laughs> go all the way. Yeah. All right. Well, so I, I, w- I want you to stick around. I know you are going to. Um, we have this segment that's called Analyze This where people send us in questions. Okay. And then we answer them very similar to what you do for Maxim. So I think you'll be very comfortable with these. Uh, so anybody who wants to write in questions, men or women, everybody write us in questions. Ask at askwomenpodcast.com. The more interesting your subject title is, the more likely we will read your <laughs> questions. Okay, so I thought this one would make Kristen feel nice. Hiya, guys. What is the best way to approach a woman who is with a group of friends? Dennis in the UK. P.S. Kristen Brock. Yes, that's why he got his email read. Um, mm. I want you to answer that. So do I. Best way to approach a we've woman had that question. who is with a group of friends. A de- I feel like we've gotten that question. I think it's a big concern for men. Because it is. women are in their circles. Women don't go out alone. They go yeah. out with people and friends. So I think suggestion? one option could be to buy the entire group of friends a shot. Or at yeah. least a soda. Yeah. Girls. Soda. <laughs> I don't know. Diet for the heavier, a soda. Diet for the heavier ones. Well, oh, no. she'll have a diet. No, but, but, okay, but you have That's to work pretty. that in. So, like, let's say you just go, can I buy you ladies a soda? Is that what you do? You just walk I, up? I bought you ladies a soda. It's coming right to you. Oh, I love that. Okay. I already did it. Yes, I know. And then what? Jeez, uh, it's difficult. Um, let's what see. What kind of soda do you like? <laughs> like that's yeah. something I would say. I like the fizz. You know, what I love you Sprite, girls? but you know, sometimes it's just a little too sweet. <laughs> so the guy would run away instantly. Be like, oh, I don't really like her anymore. Well, I think if you have a guy friend too, it's best to approach a group with a crew. You know, right. some guys. That way, what you do is you you focus on the girl you want. Yet you, you have your wingman know. Listen, I need you to take out. Project X over here and Project Z and while I'm working on this well, chick. Well, let's say you are by yourself. Let's say you're by yourself at Starbucks and there's three girls chatting and they're like, blah, blah, blah. well, how do you break into that group without other girls? Like, because t- girls know which girl you're laser focused on, right? Yeah. Typically. So how do you make sure that these other girls aren't like, okay, I'm not getting any attention. Like, we're going to fuck this guy up and we don't want you to stand around here. How I'm do a, you bypass I'm that? a big fan of the note. Dropping the note and then going. I but, like that. But like nothing happened, right? Dropping the note like nothing happened, and then going back to normal stuff. Because then, because then, a she's going to focus her attention on you, right? And then, b if what she involves her friends on it, her friends are you know maybe it's a compliment. I just think you're so stunning and beautiful. I wanted to say hi. Something that cute, right? Then all of a sudden it becomes a game because look, people are at the bar. We don't know what the fuck to do at a bar anyway. We just get there and we just hope we get drunk enough to actually start socializing, right? So when there's someone who drops a note, all of a sudden like the group now is like, oh, well, what are you going to write? Oh, you should write this. Oh, you should do that. <laughs> and then it becomes this fun game at the bar and then everyone gets involved and we go from there. 
I kind of think that's cute, even if you get like too. an assignment, like yeah. if you like so- something fun to do. Because mm-hmm. Jason Capital was talking about that about playing games oh. with people at the bar, like where you're, you know, you, you have a girl you're talking, you look over another couple, be like, okay, well, so what's happening with them? Or when, when was the last time that person had sex? Mm-hmm. Or what, whatever it is that you like form a team together. I like that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's say the note's not an option. How do you approach a group of women? Well, if you do get attitude, so what? If you get a little Absolutely. attitude from your friends, just push through it. Yeah, I, I would say to down. approach the whole group um, and talk to everybody that's there. You can use OSA to approach that group, and you don't want to single out a specific girl mm-hmm. until you've won over yeah. that group. But I think this could be the guy could use this as a moment to learn a little bit about what his future could be like if he were to date that girl that he likes within within that group of friends. If he gets into that little mini subculture of their little group and he fig- and he doesn't feel good energy, there's not those are not the people you want to be around. Yeah. And I think the girl I think truly the girl is with people that she's similar to. So I think it could be a good reflection on who she is. Right, but like, let's say there's this guy that approaches who's not really adding anything. Like, you may be a great group of girls, but you're gonna send off a negative vibe to some dude who's just standing there and saying like, oh yeah, I like soda too. Yeah, well, I'm, so unfortunately, not, I'm like that girl that, like, feels so bad for this guy that, like, made this effort. And I'm like, oh, hello. And I, like, want to take him, like, a little teddy too. bear and make of him course. feel comfortable. But the thing it's, is, like, so sad. is that when you have this teddy bear that you, you you bring into the group and you're helping him that much and he requires that much help, nobody's turned on by this guy. Yeah. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Right. So the question is, how does a guy approach a group of girls you know, so that he's seen as sexy but and you, wanted? One, look, here's I'm a great example. Har- I, this, this is what I've done, and then another guy did something really similar, and it worked. So one time there was this beautiful girl with a group of girls. I was at a restaurant, and there was a dessert tray right there. I literally picked up the dessert tray, walked over her, and <laughs> I said, that. what can I grab you tonight? Or which, what do you want to eat tonight? I love and then that. that opened up the conversation. She loved it. And then the same thing happened just a couple weeks ago. I'm at dinner with my girlfriend, one of her other girlfriends, and another girlfriend. And this guy comes up and he's like, you know, your server just went on break. I'll be your server. I'll be taking over. I want to I tell you about that. our special. And then all of a sudden he starts falling on his work. That guy partied with us and drank with us the entire night. And <laughs> we all fun. Because he was fun, exactly. That's he doesn't fun. take himself serious. I love that. Okay, so good answers. We explored that thoroughly. But you got to have some balls to execute, buddy. Absolutely. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. That's the rule. That's you don't it. sit and think on it. You, you just you just go. We actually have time for one more question. Okay. But if people you know do want more answers, they can go to Maxim and they can read your column where yes, you have please. lots of advice for or men. tweet to me. Yes, exactly. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. give all those details at the end. But yeah, absolutely. Hi, guys and gals. I love the show and I want to thank you for making my day go by faster while I'm at work. He's listening to us at work. <laughs> His job must be horrible. <laughs> my... Okay, Okay, this is from Jack. So my question pertains to my girlfriend. We've been together for three months, and I have special feelings for her. A few weeks ago, she told me that uh, a little bit after we first connected, but right before we changed our status to relationship, that she hooked up with this groomsman at her fr- at her friend's wedding. She says she didn't have sex with him, but did go down on him. God, that's a lot of details to give. I got over the part of her fooling around with well, another the guy groom. while we were seeing each other. <laughs> right, But being that she isn't always too keen on making initiatives with me yet um, had no problem doing it with him is something that is still bothering me. She swears that she is more attracted to me and that alcohol as well as a small hotel full of others from the reception uh, having sex and even threesomes. Jesus, just got caught, caught, just got caught up to her. What wedding is this? <laughs> 
Mo totally wants to be invited next time. I want to go now. Valid reasons, but still, I can't shake it. What advice would you have for me that may help with this issue? Forever a listener, Jack. Oh, oh God, I like we'll hope Jack. we can answer this question so oh, that you will wow. listen to us That sounds forever. like an eyes wide shut wedding. Yeah. Seriously, like a fun wedding. Yeah. What were, what it's like, do on? you take these five women? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I do. So, what, so what, what, did you, what do you advise from? I, I know that, listen, I'm different sexually with different people. And if yes. I'm at a wedding, like... And I'm just in a different place to just have fun. Like, I'm going to be adventurous because I'm never going to see that person again. Yeah. As opposed to somebody that I'm exploring a relationship with, I may not be as comfortable to put that side out there, especially in the first three months. So I don't even mm-hmm. know what vibe he's giving off that he may not be open to. This other guy at the wedding, it, it's just like spur of the moment excitement. And you're just like, fine, I'm going to go down on you. It's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to throw up in the and bathroom because I'm drunk. Of, right. Drinks involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so what's your advice to him, to Jack? You know, look, men, we have our egos could be shattered, especially when the women we we really like end up hooking up with another guy. And this was a problem I had with you know women I've dated. But honestly, the only way to get over it is to understand your own sexuality, right? You want to hook up with other women, you get that urge, and you do go and hook up with other women. Right. Doesn't mean you like these women, and and, and obviously this was probably his, a situation. His question is about you, her girl. going down on this guy and not her and her not being too keen on doing it with him. Well, that's again, the issue. Look, again, he's obviously given some. First of all, she needs to blow him. That's a problem <laughs> right there. <laughs> But, but you don't know what's happening look, within it's that relationship. It's because it may there not was, be going that, in that look, direction. There was a wild, adventurous moment, right? Yeah. Women do some really gnarly shit during wild, adventurous moments. Yeah, especially with drunk. alcohol involved. With yeah. alcohol involved that they don't do with their man. And she so, was doing the prude thing. Everybody else so, is having like eight something. So listen, homeboy, get your girl drunk, go rent a hotel for the night, and go have some wild sex. And if she's not blowing you then, then there is a problem. I think there's something about being in a different atmosphere that yeah. really, really helps people. I know for me at weddings, this is like a weird side to me, but I find the groom so hot. That's not weird. That's very normal. Oh, oh I'm yeah, like, look at him. Do. He's like dedicated to this girl. He's committed. He's throw, you know, ring on his and you just want to ruin it right there. I do. I like <laughs> desperately want to ruin it, but I can't. But it, it makes I can't. you feel, it puts you in that mode of like, this is exciting and new yeah. and different. But if I'm not in that wedding, envi- you know, wedding environment, I'm like, I want to go lay on yeah, the couch. Yeah. So try so and get invited to a wedding, Jack. An atmospheric thing. Yes, I, I agree with that. So exa- I, I agree with what Mo said about taking her to a new atmosphere. Yeah. Plan a fun, exciting evening. Go dancing with her. Set up like that, a pseudo wedding. And, like, and just listen, bring if, a groom. She, if she's one of those chicks that loves it when you go down on her but doesn't go down on you, mm. that's a bigger problem that's going to arise the more you date each other. So don't get out. It's good oh, to gosh. get her comfortable, too. Maybe she's yes. uncomfortable because she likes him so much. Exactly. I know that when I yeah. really like somebody, I'm super self-conscious. I'm like, does he like me? What if I do it and he doesn't like me and doesn't call me back? Yeah. So and maybe she, she might has done scared. it. And maybe he hasn't been responsive. Maybe she's super freaky and she doesn't want to freak him out. Yes, that that is if, true. She's having, if she's having threesome, she's down to get. She's down. not having threesome. No, she's someone not. else did it. Somebody the else did it. Oh, so I don't know why he threw that. So she's just trying to downplay. Because like, she's saying, listen, "Oh, it's not just, that bad. People were having threesome." I just gave a guy a blowjob. Someone else had a threesome. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what she's saying. There. Yeah, not the why was the worst thing. <laughs> but at least right. she was honest. At least yes, she told you. That is the thing. She was very. She's very transparent. I think that that's. 
fantastic that they have an open relationship. I understand, Jack, that this is bothering you, um, but I like Mo's advice. But then also recognize that, yeah, as Caitlin said, she may really like you. So she may be afraid to show that side. So maybe if you do go out on like a fun, exciting date, get the endorphins up a little bit, maybe that side of her can come out more often. And it's only been three months. It's It's only been three months. You have a, a lot of territory to explore. All right. Well, that's all that we have for today. But next week, we actually have a full episode of Analyze This so that we can answer all of your questions. But Caitlin, please tell people how to get in touch with you and for Maxim and all all the good stuff. Thank you. You can look me up on Maxim.com or follow me on Twitter at Caitlin underscore O'Connor. Caitlin with a C. Awesome. awesome. Wonderful. And anybody who wants to write in questions, write to ask at Ask Women Podcast. Go get your holiday gifts for any woman in your life. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. Kristen has put together a wonderful list of options. Plus, anything you buy helps support the people of the Ask Women Podcast. So that we can Except Mo. Except for Mo. So yeah. we can continue doing this for free for you every single week. And hopefully next year we're actually going to start doing it two times a week. We shall see. Yeah. Follow if we us on Amazon dollars up, we will do it. Yeah, and let us know. Tweet to us if you would, if you think you would listen to a second episode a week of the oh, Esmond yeah. podcast. That's tweet good. that to us. All right, ASAP. fantastic. Well, enjoy the holidays. Appreciate people. Be sympathetic. Be empathetic, and and don't knock on people's windows. No, don't tailgate. You. Don't tailgate people. They could don't shoot tailgate you, them. Kristen. They don't. I love tailgate. how he didn't open the window. See you guys <laughs> next week. <laughs>